0: I put this uh, robe on uh, midweek, and uh, I thought, I feel like a Methodist again. (laughs) (laughs) Eye of the tiger, it's the thrill of the fight, rising up to the challenge of a rival. How many of you love that song? You know, it was written uh, for the uh, movie Rocky III. Any Rocky fans in the house, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they asked me if I was going to talk like that. You know, if you look at Matthew, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure uh, you were thinking, uh, am I a Rocky fan or not? I'm a fan if it was Rocky 1, 2, or 3, but Rocky 17, not so much, you know. There are actually six of them, uh, great, great fight movies. Eye of the Tiger, it's a, a song that's about survival, about determination, heart, you know, going the distance in life. And I think not only is it a great song, it's a great principle for life. If in life, I believe there are situations that come up that you have to rise up, and you have to fight. Everyone here, you're in one of about three places. Some of you, you're in the ring. You're in the ring, and you're fighting right now. You're fighting maybe a vocational challenge, a relational issue. Perhaps you're facing a financial situation, personal struggle, spiritual struggle. But you're in the ring, aren't you? And you're fighting. And some of you, well, the bells rung and the match is over. Some of you went the distance and it was a decisive victory for you. And some of you, you went all the rounds and it was a split decision and you're a bit bruised up today, a bit shaken. And some of you, you got knocked out, didn't you? You know, things are still a little bit fuzzy in, in, your, in your mind. But here's the deal. Win, lose, or draw, you get to take these gloves off. And you get to heal up a little bit. Some of you are sitting there going, well, I think I'm pretty good, you know. I'm not in the ring right now, and I'm not coming out of the ring. And, and here's my best advice to you. You better start training. You better start training because you are going to find yourself in the ring and you're gonna be facing a challenge, and you have to rise up and be prepared to fight. You know, why why is this life so tough, so difficult? It has not always been that way, has it? I mean, in the beginning, in, in paradise in the garden. Not Madison Square Garden, by the way, but we're talking the Garden of Eden. You know, you might say, when I read this story, I think there was a rumble in the jungle that day. The day that Adam and Eve decided that they were going to go their own way. You know, instead of going God's way, they're going to do what worked for them. And because of that choice, sin entered the world. And ever since, Adam and Eve were disobedient. Ever since they got thrown out of the garden, we have been facing problems in our lives. Ever since life, it's been a battle. It's been a battle. And we all fight battles. You know, we we fight with sin. We fight the the weather. We fight the environment. We fight the economy. We fight relational issues, health issues. And the fact is, heaven, heaven's perfect. But this earth, not so much. It's why we pray often, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, because it's perfect. Because in heaven, God's will reigns perfectly. But here on the earth, well, God's will often isn't even considered. And so sin has kind of left this world broken. And it's put us in the middle of a cosmic battle. A fight you may or may not realize you're in. But it is a fight for your soul and for mine. It's a fight that's inside you. It's a fight with sin. Have you ever noticed that you have a predisposition, and so do I, to make the wrong choice? There, There are things you know Are not good for you. You know they're self-centered. You know they're they're way out there. And yet we do them anyway, don't we? You make those choices. Sometimes I make those choices. It's a battle, it's a fight we fight. And I think that's why it's so tough to make changes in your life. I mean it's just hard. So hard. It's a fight. It's a fight to to lose weight. It's a fight to to quit a bad habit. It's a fight when you're trying to get your financial house in order. It's a fight to make your relationships work. It's a fight to be God-honoring in a world that says do just the opposite. It's a fight to see things, things through in our lives. And because it's a fight, people quit, don't they? People give up. People cave. But there's a battle inside. And not only is there a battle inside us, the fight's all around us. You know, our culture wants to knock you out, wants to knock you down, take you out of the game. I believe our culture is very sinister. Our culture disses God, even makes fun of God sometimes, devalues The things that really matter in the world. I always find it interesting because culture will lift up people and things. And sometimes I just have to shake my head. You know, culture says uh, you got to look like this to matter. And if you don't meet that image, the message is loud and clear you don't measure up, you don't count. You know, culture kind of has mastered the, the peer pressure thing, haven't they? You know, culture says, hey, you need this in your life. You need this thing. And what, are, what happens? People respond. Hey, look what they got. I'm a good person. I deserve that. I'm getting that. It's a fight, it's a fight. You know, culture is pressing. You see it happening in all kinds of areas. You know, for instance, I I hear, uh, sometimes I'm talking to parents. You know, a parent will catch me. And they'll say something about like this. They'll say, well, you know, Pastor, I, I don't think this is right. But everybody else's kids is doing it. So we've decided to let our kids do it. It's a fight, friends. It's a fight. And culture is winning. It's winning. We've got this fight. It's inside us. we it's, we got this fight with our sinful nature. We've got the fight with culture. And then we've got the fight with Satan and all of his evil forces. And don't make a mistake. The devil, he's real. He's real. Now, the devil is not... Equal to God. God created the devil, created Lucifer. You know, Lucifer made a decision to rebel against God. In fact, he wanted to be God. And so he declared war. And so we've got this fight going on. You know, it's between good and evil. It's a fight for your soul and mine. And friend Satan's hell-bent, he has one objective... To destroy you. And to destroy the stuff around you. You know, there's a group in the Bible, the book of Hebrews. I'd encourage you to read chapter 11 and 12 this week. But chapter 11, you've got this this group of of people of faith. They're called heroes of faith. They're men and women that, that fought. And they fought really, really well. They're people like Abraham and Joseph, and Moses, Rahab, David. And they're in the Bible so that we can learn to fight, so we can learn how to win the battle. You know, as Christians, we need to understand that there are spiritual forces, and they're against you. But we also need to understand, as Christians, that we have spiritual resources And that they're available to us. See, I believe it's really easy to love God when everything's going really well in your life. I also think it's easy to forget God when things are going well and they're good. But the the fact is, when life gets tough, when it's not going your way, when you get knocked down, that's when real faith shows up. You know, your faith, in other words, doesn't keep you from having problems. Your faith does not promise you a perfect life. Have you figured that out? This is not heaven. This is earth. This is earth. And the fact is, faith means... Sometimes you have to face pain in your life. Sometimes you have to face problems and challenges. Sometimes you have to deal with disappointment, unrealized promises in life. writer of Hebrews, after he he names these great men and women of faith, and he's talking about all the things that, that they wanted, that they didn't get. Then he starts talking about Christians, other Christians, And the stuff that they faced in life, things like torture, that they were beaten, that they were imprisoned. He talks about people being executed, stoned to death, beheaded. He talks about them living as fugitives and exiles, that they they lived in poverty. And then he writes, all of them, he's talking about all the men and women of faith, all the ones that suffered, all of them pleased God because of their faith but still they died without being given what was promised talking about God's promises there this was because God had something better in store for us and he did not want them to reach the goal of their faith without us see you you read the, the chapter and some things are really clear one faith doesn't keep you from pain You can do the right thing in this world, you can do the godly thing, you may face suffering and pain. You're going to face some tough stuff, in other words. Some of God's promises, and there are about 7,000 of them in scripture, some of God's promises will not be fulfilled in this world, in this life. They'll only be fulfilled in eternity. So that's something to look forward to when we get to heaven. But these great men and women of faith, people like Moses, people like David, fought the good fight, a great fight. They're all waiting for you and me to get to heaven, waiting for you and me to finish our fight so that we can celebrate together in eternity. The next few chapters, the the writer kind of unfolds this, this great Fight plan, and that's what I want to focus on today. I want to focus on a fight plan for, for all of us. Uh, if, you know, you come today, maybe you're a little bit discouraged. You know, maybe you're discouraged with your, your marriage. You know, maybe you're discouraged in a, a relationship. Maybe you're discouraged about your finances, your job. Well, you picked a great weekend to be here. Because we're going to talk about some keys to enduring. You know, enduring and the, being able to stay in the ring and to fight. To fight. We're going to find out what to do when you feel like quitting. Some of you feel like quitting on something today. And I want to show you what to do when you face that challenge. When you feel like just getting out instead how do you stand the fight? You know the Hebrew writer says, "Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the faith of life, friends, if you want to fight a great fight, remember you have an audience. You have an audience. Remember when you're in the ring and you're throwing those punches. You know when you're about to throw in the towel. You remember you got an audience around you." Because when you realize you've got this audience around you, it keeps you in the fight. It changes things. It changes your endurance. It changes how long and how hard you fight. It just changes how you fight. You know, I think uh, we we realize God sees us. Do you realize that, that God sees you? All the time. Job said, uh, God sees everything that you say and do. David said, there's nowhere you can go hide from God. God sees you all the time. He sees you when you've committed whatever sin. There isn't any of them that get by him. He sees you at your best. He sees you at your worst. And there's nothing you can hide. Nothing. I mean, you may fool everybody else, but you can't fool God. And for those of you that are a little discouraged today... I want you to tuck a scripture away, 2 Chronicles 16.9, because it says God's constantly watching. And if you're faithful, if you obey, God will give you strength to stay in the fight, to stay in there. Anyone need strength today? Anyone need some strength? Obey God. Follow God. You find that strength. And it's not just God watching. I mean, apparently, Scripture says we got this crowd of witnesses that are watching us. And their presence, as you look around at that crowd, it's a testimony. Testimony to God's power, to God's love, to God's faithfulness. And friends, when I look at people like Moses, Joseph, it's encouraging. gives me hope. It keeps me fighting in my life. You know, and get this, for instance, let's just take Moses. Moses is watching me. You know, he's watching how I handle my problems. And it gets a little bit interactive at points. Because I kind of sense, as I'm fighting, that I kind of sense Moses saying, you think that's tough? You think what you're going through is tough? You know, I had to lead a half a million people out of slavery. And I didn't think I could do it. But with God's help, I was able. And so then I think about the life of Moses, and it's almost like he's whispering, God's with you. You can do this too. You know, the Bible says that it's, they're watching. They're watching us fight. They're not criticizing us, they're encouraging us. They're in our ear. They're saying, keep fighting. They're interested in us finishing the fight. Why? So we can celebrate together in heaven. That's what Scripture says. The Hebrew writer, he continues. He says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. You want to fight a good fight? You got to strip off the weight. You got to strip off the weights in your life. If you want to reach your goal, if you want to fight a really great fight, if you want to finish well, You got to get rid of some of the weight in your life. You know, you got to get rid of it, eliminate it. You know, things that that don't matter. You got to strip off the stuff that's distracting you, that's weighing you down. Every once in a while, I'll be talking to someone, and I can just tell they're just struggling, exhausted. They can't even get the gloves up to fight. You know why? You has got all this weight you're carrying around. Can you imagine if I decided I was going to fight and I decided just to put on lots of weights, you know, put on some extra weights, you know, put some on the ankles and the wrists and, and all that. When you're training, that's a good thing. You know, you put them on the wrists, you put them on your waist, you even use heavier gloves. But when you're in the fight... When you actually enter the ring, it's time to get rid of the weights when it's fight time, isn't it? You got to get rid of them. Can can you imagine if I decided I was going to fight a fight and do like 10 other things at the same time? So I'm fighting. Hey, what are you... Oh, okay. Wait a minute, I got a phone call. Oh, I mean, crazy. You go, focus, Damon, focus. You know, you've got to focus in your life or Are you going to get your clock cleaned. I mean, if you do not figure out what's important in this life, what matters, if you do not eliminate some of the unnecessary stuff that's weighing you down, not only are you going to get your clock cleaned, you're going to waste your life your one and only God given life and it will cost you in ways that you cannot even imagine you know some of you if, if you don't strip the weight off you will not make it another round you will not you're going to get knocked down you may get knocked out and it will not be pretty. Friends, I would encourage you, sit down, spend some time. This is worth spending time on. Take a look at the weights in your life that you just need to get rid of. You know, do it for your marriage, do it for your family, do it for your emotional and financial health, your spiritual health, but you got to get rid of the weight. See, not all the weights that we need to strip off and get rid of are bad. But they got to go. In other words, I I assume that when you look at the weights in your life that you've already got rid of the bad things. This is not a choice between good and bad. It's between good and great. I mean, weights, they, they can be a lot of different things. Some of you, it may be your job. It's just weighing you down. It's killing you. It may be an activity. It may be a relationship. It might be a hobby. But it's stuff that's slowing you down, and it's weighing you down, and you will not finish the fight if you don't get rid of it. See, when you got too much weight on, no matter how good it is, It weighs you down. And when you got too much of it, pretty soon you get discouraged and you get overwhelmed. And what happens is your endurance, it gets depleted. And when it gets depleted, when you should be fighting, you really feel like giving up. You got to get rid of the weight and you got to get rid of the sin in your life sin will mess you up it will weigh you down you know the greek when you look at the the word there it's talking about that easily trips us up it's it's the idea of sin that clings to us you know it's holding a grudge it clings to you it's anger it's guilt it's that sin you know you shouldn't be doing it but you're just not going to give it up It's clinging. And that sin's destroying. And it will take you down. It will take its toll on you over time. It's got to go. It's got to go. The Hebrew writer says, let us run with endurance the race that God set before us. Scripture says it's a race that God set before you and before me. In other words, God created you. God created you to be you. He didn't create you to be me. He didn't create you to be anyone else. He created you to be you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you enter the ring of life, see, you don't execute the plan that everybody else has for you. You don't execute the fight plan that culture is putting before you. No, you follow God's plan. You listen to God. A God that loves you. A God that knows you better than you know yourself. A God that created you. A God that has your best intentions in mind. You listen to that God. You know, People always ask me, they go, well, how do you know God's plan for your life? My friends, some of you, you're in the ring, you're living life, you're enjoying, but you're taking your cues from everybody else. God put you here. God put you here. And when you are the best you, you can be, that brings glory to God. You know, stop living for the approval of everyone else. I don't care who it is. Stop. Follow God's plan. I mean, how do you how do you figure that plan out? Well, part of it you got to spend time with God. You got to talk to God. You got to study scripture. You got to come to church. You know, and what happens is you start growing and as you're growing, you begin to figure out, "Hey, I got this gift or that gift. I'm kind of talented at that." You begin to understand What God's given you a heart for, you start seeing how your unique abilities, your experiences, how they all come into play, and then you get really comfortable with your personality. God-given personality, by the way. Turtles, newsflash: we're not created to run races. You know, hawks weren't created to swim. Whales, they don't fly. Friends, be the person God created you, created you to be. Be that person. I I consider Muhammad Ali the greatest fighter ever. You know, other people would agree with that, some argue about who it is, but I, I think he was the best. And when he started fighting. It's interesting, people kept telling him, you can't fight that way. You can't fight that way. He'd move around, he's always shuffling, bobbing and weaving. He never sat still, did he? I mean, he was always all over the place. Because he knew who he was. He knew what he could do, what he couldn't do. You know, float like a butterfly? Sting like a bee? His hands can't hit what his eyes can't see. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. He fought his fight. He fought his fight. Fight the fight that God set before you. And if you try to be someone else, if you follow someone else's game plan, you might get knocked out. You may get discouraged, but you will quit at some point. Be who God created you to be. Just do it. Hebrew writer continues, verse 2, he says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. If you want to stay in the fight, do not focus on the situations, your circumstances. You focus on Jesus Christ. You know, I I do not know what you're going through today. But everybody's going through something. And for some of you, you may be thinking, I can't make it. I'm not sure I can take another hit. I mean, I am getting beat here. But if you're going to endure what is unendurable, you got to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ because he's the champion. He's the champion. He'll see you through. He'll see you through the round or he'll see you through however many rounds you've got to go. But here's what happens. If you focus on the problem, if you focus on taking the hits, and that's all you think about is I'm getting hit again, you will get discouraged, and you will lose perspective. And here's the deal, after enough hits, if that's your focus, pretty soon, the world, it just starts spinning. You're out of kilter. You wanna fight like a champion? You keep your eyes fixed, fixed on Jesus Christ. Champion, Jesus. I mean, how do you do that? Well, one of the things I always do is remember what God's done. I mean, remember what God's done for you. Remember what he d- has done for Moses and Abraham and all them. Remember God's goodness. Remember his power. And get your mind off what you can and can't do. You got to focus on God. You know, one of my favorite stories in, in scripture is the story of Jonah. You know, Jonah, he's called by God to go to Nineveh. Jonah says, no, no way. In fact, he gets on a boat. He's heading to Spain. It's the opposite direction. He's going to run. It's a Mediterranean carnival cruise nightmare, all right? (laughs) Here's the long and short of the story. Finally, at a point... Jonah gets thrown overboard and he gets swallowed by this great fish. And you've got this moment where Jonah's dying. He can feel his life is slipping away. And scripture says when all hope was lost, Jonah's ready to take the gloves off. He's ready to give it up. I mean, he's he's ready to die. All hope's gone. He cries out to God. He's focusing. And God saved him. I mean, it's this beautiful story. Some of you, you're fighting. And it is dire right now. And you are getting clocked. And you can feel the fight. It's slipping away. It's all but lost. You're ready to quit. And friends, if you don't hear anything else, hear this today. God will give you strength and wisdom and endurance. God can give you the victory, but you gotta focus on God. You gotta focus on God. Another little tip, quit focusing and maximizing the the pain in your life. You gotta minimize the pain. Maximize the gain. You know, this life, it's full of pain. It's full of pain, especially when you're trying to get things straightened out in your life. You know, for instance, if you've got a financial battle, you know, you've got this battle going on, and so you're trying to rein things in and get your house in order, trying to get out of debt. It's painful. It's painful. It means saying no to a lot of things. It means saying no to things I want. It means saying no to things I think I need. It means trimming my sails. It means letting go of some stuff. But if you focus on the pain, everybody else, everybody else, they, they get this stuff. I want that, this isn't fair, I'm a good person, I deserve that. If you focus on the pain, friends, you will quit. You will quit. You will not see it through. But if you focus on the gain, hey, you know what, we get these cards paid off, we start saving some money. We start saving money, you know what, maybe four or five years, maybe we can get a house. Keep your eye on the gain. It'll keep you fighting. I don't care what the issue is. It'll keep you fighting. Scripture goes on and says, because of the joy awaiting him, let's talk about Jesus here, he endured the cross, discarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. See, Jesus did not focus on the short-term gain. He didn't Focus on the short-term pain in his life, the pain of the cross. He didn't, he, he discarded it. He minimized it. He focused on the gain, the gain of salvation for you and me. You've got to quit the short-term thinking in your life. You've got to quit it. You've got to quit it. It will destroy you. If you want to make a significant change in your life, it requires going through some difficult stuff. And I know today, some of you, you want to give up. You want to give up on your marriage. You want to give up on your finances. You want to give up on that diet or getting in shape or education. Or you want to give up on your dream that's been your dream. And you know why you want to give up? Because you're focusing on the pain and the difficulties and the problems. If you want to push through the pain you got to focus on the gain. you got to focus on the better days. Scripture goes on, verse 3 and 4. says, think of all the hostilities he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your life in your struggle against sin. See, one more thing. You want to you fight a great fight. You've got to remember what Jesus Christ did for you. You know, Jesus Christ did it for you. What did he do? Well, he faced a lot of attacks in his life. He faced criticism. He faced beatings. In fact, they almost beat him to death. He faced cruelty. He was tortured. He died a very, very painful death on the cross. Whatever you're going through, it is a test, friends. It is a test. It is easy. It is easy to have faith and to trust God when things are going great. But the real test of faith is when things aren't going so good. When things get tough. When you're taking a beating and you're not sure if you can keep going when you're taking those hard punch after punch after punch will you trust God? Will you do the right thing? Will you fight the fight? Will you fight a great fight? Or will you quit and take the gloves off? You know the Apostle Paul he was um, addressing a group of Christians, Christians that were struggling they were their commitment was kind of fading, and they're ready to throw in the towel, apparently, and just quit. And Paul writes them, and he says, so here's my advice. Pull together your resources and finish what you started. And remember, remember how excited you were at first. It's time to complete the task in the same spirit. And and here's my question today. What is it that you have started that you need to finish. You know, what is that commitment that you made in your life that needs to be completed? You know, you're ready to to just walk away from it. You know, maybe you made a commitment that you were going to get your education, but you didn't. You know, maybe that it was a commitment to get your financial house in order. And the reality is, it's just gotten worse. Maybe it was to get your priorities in order. But when you look at them, you go, they're more out of whack than they've ever been. Maybe it's a commitment to lose weight or get in shape. And honestly, you look back and you go, January 1st? That's a distant memory, man. distant memory. Maybe it was a commitment you made at the altar in your marriage, but now you're ready to walk away from it. Maybe it was a commitment to be a better parent, but when you look, you realize you don't even spend time with your kids hardly. Maybe it was a commitment to make God a priority in your life. But the reality, relationships kind of a hit and miss. You know, you've put God on the back burner. I don't know what it is for you, but whatever popped in your mind, that's it. I want you to think of one area, one area, an area where you're about to throw the towel in, you're about to to give up. It's that area you know God wants you to fight. Maybe a couple things. Do not try and do everything, all right? You'll do nothing if you do that. But one or two things, make a commitment. Make a commitment with God and say, you know what, God? I'm getting back in the ring, or I'm going to stay in the ring. And I'm tired. I'm really tired. But I will rise up, and I'm going to face my challenger. I'm going to face my rival. And I'm going to honor you, and I'm going to fight to the end. Great fight. Great fight. Let's stand and have a word of prayer together. Our holy God. Sometimes, God, it just seems like we are are getting knocked around. God, these arms are tired. My legs are weak. I I don't know if I can go another step, another round. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit just get in our ear and encourage us and strengthen us and give us the power to keep fighting. Keep fighting. God, I know there are those here today that um, they hung the gloves up a while back. But God, I pray that they would put them back on. And they'd get back in the ring, crawl back in if they have to. Give them the power to fight. God, you created fearfully and wonderfully. Give us faith, Lord. Help us to fight the good fight, the great fight. We're your children. We praise you for that. We give you the glory and the praise this day and every day. God's people said,